Welcome, 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 welcome to another exciting episode of Bold Statements, Not So Bold Predictions, where we've got receipts, guys. I'm your host, Keith Cork, along with my dude and co-host over there, Trey Hill. And guys, we're welcoming back my brother, a guest we had on a few weeks ago, Brother Brandon. How you doing today, man? You good? Oh, yeah, man. It's an awesome week. Basketball's back. Chicago basketball's back. 2-0, baby. <laughs> I can't wait. I cannot yeah. wait for the season, man. It's yeah, amazing. it's it's exciting, man. And uh, we, we all just watched the game. So we actually we're going to break it down for you basically in real time because we literally just got done watching that game. So if you guys need some Bulls insider info or some uh, some observations for your bets out there, we're going to have you on that one. But guys, on BSBP, we get to play with our credibility. We all start with 100 creds to place wagers on NBA game outcomes, player props, futures, and much, much more. And don't forget, guys, we all get one. <laughs> BS call each show. So if you do disagree with someone, use it. You make a bet with that person about whatever they're talking about, guys. Um, so that goes for you, Brandon. If you have something, just raise your hand. Go, hey, Keith, hit that hit that air horn for me, and uh, you, we can call BS for you. Um, but, yeah, we do have uh, – we had some you know bets resolved, and we do have some new ratings here. Uh, obviously, Trey, you and I didn't do so hot the last time. We put down some bets. We are both 0-2, I believe. Um, so my new rating after we calculate everything is 100.8. So I'm slightly over the starting point of 100 and Trey's new rating is 99.2. Oh, uh, so slight, slightly under. Yeah, but that's okay, man. We're going to rebound. We're going to have some good calls today. Um, I actually did calculate Mr. Stan Sun's uh, rating. He was one of our guests on our live show and he's at a 116.8 because he hit that parlay, man. He is uh, crushing us right now. He's way more credible than we are, but that's okay. We're going to catch him. Uh, Steven Bagel's at 103.1, and Brandon, uh, you're still at 100 because you don't, haven't had anything resolved. So, uh, But anyways, I'm excited, man. Let's do betters or more. So let's recap our bets. Uh, like I was just talking about, we went 0-2. Um, I had Bucks minus 2, and I had Grayson Allen over 2.5 three-pointers made. Um, Bucks minus 2 is rough because we locked that in. Well, I, had, I was going to say I had that one, too, and it, yeah. we had that one in when we thought everybody was playing, and yeah. then half the Bucks roster was out. Exactly, <laughs> yeah, but uh, the Brooke Lopez sat, and um, who else sat? Uh, Drew Holiday sat. Drew Holiday, Bobby yeah. Portis was out. Bobby uh, Portis is out again, yeah, so it just it just wasn't good. The, the line did shift. It ended up being um, Bucks plus two, I think, or, or maybe it was plus three even it got up to, and I did take it also at plus one and a half, so I, I took a double wash there. In real life, I'm talking about not on the show, but... Uh, yeah, so it, it, it wasn't good, uh, but that's okay. Uh, Grayson Allen, actually, I, I'll make that bet nine times out of ten, honestly. He had – I almost called his line exactly because I said, hey, he shot ten three-pointers in the first game. I don't think he's going to get as much volume in the second game, but he's going to shoot a little bit better, three for eight. He shot two for eight. So he shot as many threes as I thought he was going to shoot. He just shot them like shit. <laughs> so what can you do? Uh, you know, especially with three-pointers, there's a lot of variance there. Um, they're going to miss. They're going to make. Um, but that's okay. I'll make that bet nine out of ten times. At the plus, I think it was plus, yeah, plus 154 odds. Yeah, I'm taking that bet. That's that's a good bet. That's just unfortunate that I missed. Trey, why don't you talk to me a little bit about parlay? Uh, I, yeah, I had Porzingis over 15 and a half points, which he didn't quite get to. Trey Young over 24 and a half points, which, again, he didn't quite get to. The over six and a half assists, he got there pretty quick. Um, the game wasn't close. I blame Jason Kidd and his oh, yeah. his, oh just the, his love of the mid range. And it, I think if the game had been closer, I I, I might have had a little more luck hitting it. I I don't regret it. It was plus three ten odds, so there was a lot of value there, but it just didn't it didn't quite come through for me in the end. 
Yeah, and um, I was saying in real life, actually. Uh, oh, it also had Capella over nine and a half rebounds, which I think he hit that in the first half. Yeah, he had. Yeah, he was just going to crush on rebounds. His his rebound uh, prop, the over prop there, was something that we were eyeing in the wager pass over there at Hoop Ball. And I know a lot of people made some money off of that one, so it was good good stuff. I actually had Porzingis in real life uh, over 17 and a half points. I thought for sure he's going to score around 20. If you took his preseason scoring and extrapolated it out to 30 minutes, um, it was about 20 points per game, which is really in stride, in line with what he did last season and the season before uh, in Dallas. So, you know, he's got the same role on that team. I thought it was pretty safe, and uh, he just shut the bed, man. It, I don't know, guys. Look, tell me this. Brandon, do you think – uh, Porzingis and Doncic are possibly the, the two best players on their teams that have the worst chemistry. Can you think of two other teams that, or another team that has two guys that have worse chemistry than their best players? Uh, I'm sorry. My uh, mic actually went out. I didn't get to hear that question, bud. Porzingis and, and Doncic, their their chemistry is is crap. Does it, are there, is there any other two stars that have worse chemistry than those guys? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I I I don't know what's really gonna happen down there because like it's just not working right like they keep trying it they keep trying it and then they then Porzingis gets hurt then they blame it on his injuries and they say they don't have enough time and they can't get things going together or, or in a rhythm right but to me it just Donis just needs the ball in his hands Kristaps needs the ball in his hands I mean it's just not working to me man. Did you yeah, guys forget was, about the uh, the pair in in Philadelphia? <laughs> well, okay, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, are they it's playing about, together? Well, yeah, they're not. You're right. That's a good point. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. That's kind of up in the air. That's a 50-50 there. But no, no, I was watching that that Mavericks game really closely because, like I said, I was on I was on Porzingis's um, over on his points, and I'm watching this guy. Uh, you know, Porzingis. They have you know he's coming off the screen and he's asking for the ball or he's you know popping and getting to the spot. And Doncic is just doing Doncic's things. He's not looking for him at all. Um, and if I'm Porzingis, I'm kind of frustrated. And I know he's voiced frustrations in the past, so I kind of get that. Um, I mean, at the same time, every time he got the ball, I mean, he got blocked by, uh, you know, DeAndre Hunter, who's like a whole foot shorter than him. So uh, it's not like he was exactly doing, you know, crushing it every time he got the ball. But anyways, uh, I think those guys need to figure it out or, or – they needed to just trade Porzingis. I know we, we uh, had a trade of Porzingis with uh, Ben Simmons in the past. I think that's even looking better and better to me now. So, um, But anyways, guys, for our bets, we use MyBookie, which is simply the best sports book around. Uh, play anywhere, anytime with hassle-free deposits. Then go enjoy their fully-fledged casino platform. Lines and props are all available for all sports, plus live betting. You can bet live on, on sports that are happening right now. If you sign up and enter the promo code, Promo code HOOPBALL, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L. You get your first deposit matched halfway up to your first $1,000. So if you put in $1,000, you get an extra $500, guys. And right now, guys, you get a 100% guaranteed bet, courtesy of my bookie. Get in there get and put that bet down. It's a maximum $25 on their lock of the season bet for basketball. If any team scores, that's right, any team scores in a basketball game, it's the Nuggets and the Mavericks on October 29th. I know we just talked about how the Mavericks suck, but they're going to score a point. You win, and that's plus 100 odds. So 25 bucks, you win a free 25 bucks, courtesy of my bookie. Um, but yeah, let's uh, you know, let's move on to a segment here, what we like to call "Walk It Back." And uh, Trey and Brandon, you have you have a few bets out there also. This is a chance for us to walk back a long-term bet that we have out there, or you can reverse it. Here's the rules. 
you can't cancel a BS bet with somebody because that's just not fair. My bet was with you. I, you know, you can't cancel your side because I don't want to cancel my side. But you can hop over to the fence to the other side of the bet. So, for instance, I've got, um, you know, uh, what's his face? Jalen Green winning Rookie of the Year. You've got Kate Cunningham winning Rookie of the Year, Trey. So if I wanted to jump the fence and say, no, I think Kate Cunningham's going to win, I can do that. This is a one-time offer. Well, we'll, we'll do it a few times during the season, but we're not going to do it very often, so it's a very rare thing. Uh, I'm going to let Mr. Trey start. Trey, is there anything you'd like to walk back? I had two that I considered, mm-hmm. and Otto Porter under 35 games played was was on on the radar for me. He's looked he's looked pretty good this year. He's definitely looked like he's in a lot better shape. But I like I like positivity in my life, and the Atlanta under. 46 and a half total wins after seeing Atlanta. Oh, you know, it's just been one game, but they just look so complete. Yeah. I don't want to have to try and, and convince myself they're not going to win 47 games. So I'm going to own my BS. I was on some <laughs> BS thinking they were going to win less than 47 games. And I will, I will happily jump the fence and take that over with you. Call, all right, fantastic. Calling BS on himself. So we're going to be both be on the over there for, what is it, 46 and a half games? I think that's what it is, right? That's yeah, what 46 it is. and a half games, yeah. So you were on the under. If you're going to be shameless enough to jump back over the fence on your own BS, you have to at least own it, right? <laughs> yeah, you, you, owned it. you owned it, my friend. So, no, I like that. I, uh, I, know, and I know my bold statement before the season started was that uh, the Hawks are going to win 50 games. It's been one game, guys. We, we have to be careful not to overreact, but – um, I love what, here's what I, and we'll talk more about this. I'm not going to talk too much about it right now, but DeAndre Hunter, I love what I saw him in the first game. Loved it. Um, this dude, you know, he impacts every side, every facet of the game. He's not going to be a flashy box score guy. You're not going to see a whole, whole lot of stuff from him. I was actually on his three pointers made, I think in that game also, which he didn't hit for me, but that's okay. I'm, I'm going to you know forgive him because he had a fantastic overall game. His fingerprints are all over the game. They didn't have this guy last season. So that's why I'm pointing it out because they've got him now. Um, I'm I'm pretty confident in that 50 50 win total. Brandon, you've only got a few bets out there. I'm actually going to recap your bets because I think I forgot to do it in the last segment. But you've got OPJ under 35 games played, also just like traded, and you've got Jalen Green winning Rookie of the Year, and you have Jalen Green over 20 points per game. Any of those that you want to walk back when you got the while well, you got the opportunity to do it? Actually, those are all BS calls, so you won't be able to walk it back, but you can hop the fence to another side of it. No. I'm okay right now. Uh, I I will I will tell you this. Kevin Porter Jr. is making me very nervous down there in Houston, man. That guy loves to shoot the basketball. Yeah, he he's gonna but, get it. Uh, <laughs> but it's only the first week, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with it, mm-hmm. and uh, let's see where it goes, right? Yeah, no, that's fine. That's that's, that's totally legit. Um, yeah, Jalen Green, he's had a rough start. We'll uh, we'll talk about that some more too. Some takeaways, but uh, anyway, so you're gonna stand pat. My turn to walk it back. Do do do, walk it back. Do 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 do, walk it back. Um, we don't have the production value to have any songs, guys. No, no music, sorry. But uh, you get to hear my sweet, sexy voice. So, anyways, I am gonna walk back one. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you guys know which one I'm walking back, but I'm gonna walk back Ben Simmons playing his first game for the Portland Trailblazers. But uh, the reason I'm walking this back is not because I still think Ben Simmons could wind up on the Trailblazers, but I don't know when the frick that's going to happen, man. There's so much chaotic crap going on there. He could end up on any team. It's just, it's not a good bet at plus 1000 odds. The reason I took it at the time was uh, I thought that the Portland Trailblazers had a really good offer on the table. They had 
CJ McCollum, uh, Robert Covington, and a pick. I didn't know that at the time, but I had heard rumblings about CJ McCollum, and I thought that was a great fit. Uh, it, this thing ended up getting dragged out to the season. Now it looks like Ben Simmons might be on the Sixers, but not playing because his mental health isn't doing well. Um, and I'm not going to sit here and judge the guy. He could be lying about it. Whatever you think about that, you know, go off in a corner and talk to yourself about it because, uh, you know, we have to take him at, at face value. If he's got mental health problems, he's got mental health problems. Don't give him shit. Let him get his stuff together and uh, we'll see how it goes. But, uh, but I'm going to take that away. And it was also a two unit bet. So I'm just going to go ahead and completely erase that from my memory <laughs> and get my two units back. Um, and I'm happy to do that. So uh, I run the show, so I'm able to do that. So, uh, haha. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Hey, Hey, Brandon, you know what I wish I could get back? What's that? My sexy back, man. That's hey. why I'm getting on board with the awesome grooming products at Manscaped. Their finely tuned pube products feature a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accents. Thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is easily the greatest ball trimmer on the planet. Oh, did I mention this trimmer is waterproof too? This trimmer is a shower essential. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code HoopBall20 at Manscaped.com. HoopBall20. Oh man, we had a we, uh, trade. I had a little. You really, time. you really missed a chance to I work know. in a uh, triple double ball. <laughs> <laughs> on Lonzo there after <laughs> after Lonzo Ball's triple double tonight. You know what? Let's let's just talk about that. I know we got something in between talking about our takeaways, but uh, let's just talk about the Bulls. We just watched it. We're all excited. Um, the Bulls blew blew the Wood Pelicans out. Now, grain of salt time because the Pistons, um, you know, they're not the greatest team. Uh, they didn't have Kate Cunningham, so not not too excited there. The Pelicans without Zion Williamson are absolutely dreadful. So I'm not like super, super duper letting myself get excited, but it is what we wanted to see. So anyways, I'm going to stop talking. Zion, uh, doesn't, Zion doesn't help. Zion's not a big defensive player, though. Yeah. So to me, Zion being out didn't necessarily take away my excitement from what they were able to do on the offensive end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they looked a ton better. That first quarter or so was a little shaky. Um, but after that, they looked a ton better on the offensive end. And the thing that really struck me and that's really struck me in the, in the first couple of games is that their ability to create offense off their defense is just something that has not existed since, uh, you know, the Derrick Rose and, and Thomas uh, and Tom Thibodeau Bulls. It's just something that we haven't seen. But you see Caruso out there running. You see Elise Johnson out there running. You see, um, you know, obviously Zach Levine's out there running. And, and you know, we're able to get out there, um, get a steal and turn it into some quick buckets. So that's really nice to see. And, and I know that, you know, people like to rip on the Bulls as a defensive team. But what have you seen on the defensive end? Any takeaways on the defensive end there? They've been spectacular on the defensive end. Everyone, everyone's buying in, and the offensive load is balanced enough that no one is overextending so much on offense that they can't afford to ex- extend 100% of effort on defense. Everyone's getting in passing lanes. Everyone's getting deflections, blocks, steals. And Vucevic, he's just been able – he. He's a great rim protector in terms of being in the right spot, getting in the way, making players adjust their shots. There was there was a fast break tonight that Vucevic, he was the guy back, and he made the guy adjust his layup, and the guy missed just because Vucevic was able to get back, turn his hips, and make the guy shoot a contested, awkward layup. It's I, I think the team's going to be special. I heard Stacey King on the broadcast say he thought they might be top five defense. I don't think it's going to be oh, quite yeah. that good. <laughs> but they finished 12th last year. Yeah. And with Caruso and Lonzo being as active as they are, 
I think the eight to ten range is is the high end for them, but I think it's doable after oh, yeah. what we've seen. Oh yeah. And I'm pissed off. I didn't get you know. I know. I think it was in our demos. We got a chance to to talk to somebody about the Bulls being in the top 15 for defensive ratings, so in the top half of the league. And I'm pissed. I don't have a damn bet. No, on that my was with uh, that was with Patton. Okay. Okay. Well, that was that was he was he was I asked he wasn't playing our game with us unfortunately because uh, I would have loved to have a bet on my sheet that says the Bulls end up in the top half. But but Patton actually said that he believed uh, they would or they had the chance to. Brandon. What are your takeaways from the Bulls over there? Any Anything you noticed or, or observed that you'd like to share? Uh, yeah, I mean, defensively, their hands are in the passing lane. They're stealing passes and playing off the ball well and running the floor and getting three-on-two advantages, you know? Um, the only thing that I'm getting a little concerned with is our uh, rebounding. Mm-hmm. Um, Milwaukee, they're big, right? They're, they're physical. Indiana, Demondis Sabonis and Miles Turner are having a year right now. They're mm-hmm. big physical. Um, so conference play, I think like that's something that we need to address a little bit when we play better teams. But right now, right, playing Detroit and the Pelicans, um, I really like what I'm seeing, especially from uh, Javante Green, mm-hmm. right? That guy's been a been a surprise, right? Um he's getting you know, he's just getting the hustle plays. It's man, just like you said, it's just like the D Rose t- Tom Thibodeau days and it's exciting yeah. to see. Yeah, Javante Green, he's been a real breath of fresh air. He's been a really, um, you know, really decent part of the rotation. And I'm excited to see when Kobe White comes back, how he's going to fit in. Because um, Io, uh, I should have went to that link that you sent me earlier, Trey, to, to pronounce. But Io, I'm just going to call him Io. Uh, he looked really good on the offensive end and was getting in spots that I would love to see Kobe White get into. You know, getting those wide open threes from the corners and stuff like that. So um, I'm excited to see what he does when he comes back. Also, just having everything off his plate and saying, Hey, Kobe, go score 20. Cause he can, he can do that on any given night. Can um, I ask you guys, something? Yeah, good. So I, would you be uh, willing to get uh, to part ways with Kobe with what, the way that IO has been playing or you want to uh, keep him? I know. I think, I think you keep him. I think you keep him. I think, I think Kobe, um, you know, I, I like IO. I, I love what I've seen out of IO, but he's not, if we're looking to win right now, which we are, um, He's still a rookie. He still makes mistakes. There's been moments where it's been like, okay, yeah, I can see that he's still, you know, figuring things out. Um, I don't think he's necessarily a replacement for for Kobe. I think he might turn out to be a better player than Kobe in the long run, but yeah. that's just not going to happen the next two seasons, I don't think. But um, but no, I, I was excited watching this game, and I and I completely forgot about having this parlay out there. But in real life, I threw a little half unit parlay on this on this six leg. Let, let me tell you guys about this. I had the Bulls minus five point five to cover the spread. I had the Bulls as the uh, first half winners, so they, they were going to win the first half, which they did. I had Zach Levine over 4.5 assists. He had five. I had DeMar DeRozan over 4.5 rebounds. He had six. Patrick Williams over 0.5 three-pointers, so he had to, only had to make one. He made two. And then I had the team total points over 113.5, and they ended up with like 120-something, I think. So Nailed it. Nailed it. And I completely forgot about it, and I was like a little down because I missed a few other bets. So I was down a little bit, and then I was like, oh, shoot. I'm actually up a whole lot because <laughs> that was a plus 3,300 parlay. So I was pretty excited about that. Um, but no, man, I think, uh, you know, I don't know if pe- people are still, I don't know if they're still sleeping on the bulls. I think people are starting to come around already. Um, but yeah, I think I, I had them win for like 46 wins or something like that for the season. So I think, I think we're looking pretty good there. Uh, 45. I have them at, I think that's pretty decent. I think that's very reasonable. They might end up above that even. Uh, Miami just above them at 47. So, any other takeaways? Uh, Trey, you were talking a little bit about their um, about some 
uh, offensive sets you were seeing and, 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 you know, pick and roll actions? Uh, I've noticed it a lot in the, the first Pistons game. The In the first quarter, they would run the pick and roll with Zach and Vooch, and they would have the three other guys along the baseline. And in the second quarter, they went to running it to where the, the three other guys were on the one side of the court, and then you had the empty corner, and you just have Zach and Vucevic there running that empty corner pick and roll. The Bulls ran it, I think, five times in a row, that Pistons game. Tonight, when they were when the uh, Pelicans would start to make a run and you would see the Bulls call timeout, that was the play they ran out of the timeout twice, was just that, that Zach and Vooch empty corner pick and roll because that forces the help to come from that other side. And then Zach is so good at reading that help. Or if Vucevic rolls, he's also extremely talented at being able to read where the help's coming from. Mm -hmm. And they've just been able to get really efficient, good looks out of that every time they've run it. And so if you watch the Bulls, Anytime that they seem to be struggling, just kind of look for that empty corner pick and roll. It's some, They did it a little bit with Lonzo, too, once he started rolling tonight. But it it's really the Zach Vooch specialty. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, those are the guys I've noticed it, too. You know, when, when, when things are – when your back's against the wall and you need a bucket, what are you going to go to? And that's that's pretty much what they're going to. So that's something to keep your – keeping your back pocket out there better is, um, you know, mull that over a little bit and see how you want to ride that into the sunset and – and make a little scrilla, make a little cash off of it. But guys, I do want to talk about this tweet I saw, and it's from um, Bulls Dynasty, uh, parentheses, real Hooper. Uh, that's at MVPA, uh, sorry, at MVPaw, so at MVPAW on Twitter. Uh, but they're listening out all these um, teammates that were on the same, you know, two teammates on the same team that made all rookie teams. And um, so they've got Sadiq Bey and Isaiah Stewart from last season. 2020, they, there was Tyler Hero and Kendrick Nunn, and then also uh, John Morant and Brandon Clark. They were on the same team, and they made the all-rookie team. Landry Shamit and Sage Shea Gildas Alexander the year before that. So, And then Trey Young, uh, Kevin Horter also made it in 2019. So, so these are guys that were on the same team that made the all-rookie team. So the question is in, in this tweet, you know, who's going to do it in 2022? And I've got a few answers here. But uh, Trey, I'll let you start, man. What do you who do you, who do you got that's going to actually make the all rookie team that, that are teammates? Uh, earlier, when we gave Brandon the chance to go back on some bets, he considered going back on Jalen Green over 20 points per game because of Kevin Porter Jr. I think that when Alperin Shingun comes into the starting lineup, which will be sooner rather than later, his playmaking ability is going to unclog that offense. It's going to free up Green to hit that 20-point mark. And Shingun's going to be a hub on offense, and they're going to play make through him enough that he's going to put up numbers, and I think he's going to make all-rookie second team. So my pick is Jalen Green and Alperin Shingun from the Rockets. Yeah, that definitely has to be at the top of my uh, my list here too. So I'd I'd be riding that same thing for you. I can't call BS there. Brandon, do you have any uh, any rookies you think are going to be on the same team that make the all rookie team? Uh, I have besides, one. Besides it, it, it might <laughs> it might it might be a little far fetched. Okay, but no, go for it. I liked it. I saw them play the other day. Um, I know it was kind of a blowout, but it was uh the Toronto uh rookies uh Delano Benton Bentoon. Or Benton uh -huh. Uh -huh. and Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes, yeah. Yeah, it's a six-seven guard from Nebraska, mm -hmm. Canadian kid playing mm -hmm. for his hometown team. 
um, when Nick Nurse actually wakes up and realizes he's got a pretty good, pretty nice stud on the bench there, um, I think he could do some things, man. So, um, Scotty Barnes had a had a night tonight. I think he dropped like 25 or something like that. So yeah, like 25. He had double digit rebounds. I don't think he ever did that in college. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's so. he's crushing it. He's, a, he's he was, a lock for the All Rookie Team. So I, yeah. I like that pick actually. I think I haven't I haven't watched the Raptors play yet, so I don't really know about the other guy. But Toronto is a place where if you can play, you'll get on the court. Yeah. Well, I'm going to take the other guys here that I have that you guys didn't mention. I'm going to go Franz Wagner uh, and Jalen Suggs on the Orlando Magic. I know Jalen Suggs, uh, you know, kind of struggled to start the season here. Uh, I don't think they played the Magic play today, but uh, I know he's been struggling to shoot the basketball. Uh, Wagner has been playing well, though, as far as I know. Um, You know, news has been that he's been doing really well. I haven't watched any Magic games yet this year, so I don't want to be too high in these guys. Obviously, like I said, I've got Shingun and and, um, Jalen Green on my top of my list also. Um, my dark horse candidates, and this is, you know, whew, this is if something happens and, uh, and the Hawks end up playing these guys more because they've only got about three minutes each so far, but Jalen Johnson and Sharif Cooper, I think those guys are, are studs as far as players go. And if they can find their way into the rotation somehow, uh, I can see both those guys making the, making the all rookie team. I, I know Sharif Cooper in, in some spots has looked really good. Have you guys seen any of those Sharif Cooper, uh, highlights out there? I've seen some of them. I just – he's so small. Mm-hmm. I, who better to learn behind than Trey Young mm-hmm. if he's going to be successful to be there? I just I, – I don't see him getting on the court enough yeah. to make it for either of them. And I just I – don't, I don't see it with Franz, mm-hmm. with the Magic. I, I didn't like him coming out of the draft. I've just – I'm not real high on him. I – I almost called BS, but I couldn't think of it. I couldn't think of a bet to even make. I like Suggs. He's been a little underwhelming, but I'm not. I'm not high on Franz at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did actually play today. If you guys would like to hear the stat lines. Yeah, let's hear them. Got them. They uh, they lost to the Knicks by like 30. Oh um, yeah, <laughs> they're getting blown out. Franz Franz had 16 points, four rebounds, no assists, and mm-hmm. Suggs had. 14 points, 8 assists, 7 rebounds. So What was Suggs from the field? Let me see here. I'm actually, 4 right 17. Here. <laughs> 4 of 17. The struggles continue, man. Oh, uh, but hey, we, speaking of struggles, I mean, hey, we're going we're gonna to go to our takeaways here from the first week of games. Let's just talk about it. Um, Jalen Green, he, this guy's been struggling too, man. He's what He had 9 points today, I think it was, on like uh, pretty bad shooting also. I'm going to pull up that stat line. But uh, And like you said, Brandon, I mean, it's a long season. He's a rookie. He's going to have his struggles. Um, you know, in the preseason, he had his moments where he looked really good, and I was kind of worried about my under 20 points per game bet there. But uh, let's see, he had nine points on four of 11 shooting, so he shot 36% too, one for five from threes. Um, but, yeah, he's, he's struggled in this first couple of games. What do you guys think? He's going to turn it around sooner rather than later? What's uh, I haven't watched a ton of, ton of highlights or anything. I don't know if either of you have, but um, what do you think is the issue there? Anything that he can uh, that we can point to, or just uh... they they don't have a playmaker in the starting yeah. lineup right now. It is really the issue that I've seen. I haven't sat down and watched a ton of them them yet, but they just don't have anyone who is getting anybody easy buckets. Mm-hmm. I like I I mentioned earlier. I think Shingun's going to end up starting just because he is such a playmaker from that position. He's he's just got really good court vision. He's he can he's tall, so he can make those you know, the passes that smaller guys just simply can't make. And I think that's the issue. And once they get that situ- that situation solved, 
everyone will just kind of flow a little bit better. I think the main thing is they, they just got to get Eric Gordon out of the lineup. I don't understand. I mean, maybe they're trying to showcase him for a trade. But, you know, why is Eric Gordon taking 14 shots and playing 26 minutes, like, on a team that's not even trying – they're not trying to win. I mean, why, they don't care about winning. They care about developing their own talent. So uh, maybe they're just trying to showcase him to trade him. But that's definitely taking away – those 14 shots are taking away from Jalen Green's opportunity. How about this stat line, though, guys? 12 for 18 shooting, 29 points, 14 rebounds. Who do you think that is? Brandon, do you know because I have the I already had that box score up. Uh, so yeah, I was yeah, wa- I was watching Brandon. you read it. Who is it? <laughs> what was it? I said 26 points on 12 of 18 shooting and 14 rebounds. Who who, who do you think that is on the on the Houston Rockets? Uh, Christian Wood. Yeah, my man Christian Wood. He, yeah, he's yeah, 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 yeah. killing it. Yeah, and I you know I'm kind of critical of him because I didn't think he could actually carry an offense by himself. It looks like he's um doing okay for himself though. So that's Dude can play. Cool. Yeah. Uh, anyways, any other takeaways you have? Uh, Trey, what do you got over there? Any, any takeaways from the first, um, you know, less than week of games? I mentioned I mentioned the shot selection earlier for the Mavericks. Uh, I saw a tweet. I couldn't find who the sort who it was. They every game they'll do the analytics on like a uh, esti- uh, estimated field goal percentage. That they, they basically how good were your shots that game? Uh, Jason Kidd talked about how good the shots were that they got, how happy he was with the shot selection. This game, if they'd played it last year, it would have been their sixth worst shot selection game of the year. So I'm I'm really down on the Mavs in terms of their offensive output. So that's just kind of something I'm keeping in the back of my head. If I if I'm unsure on an over under, if I see you know that Porzingis at 15 and a half points, I might be taking the under just because I don't trust them to be maximizing their efficiency. And I know that's such a nerdy thing to say in today's, you know, in today's world, but analytics do matter. And I've just, I didn't like what I, I I just don't like what I've seen in that first game from the Mavericks. Yeah, me neither. What about you, Brandon? Did you catch any of that Mavericks game? Um, a little bit here and there. Um, it kind of got, I don't know. I would just got frustrated with the whole thing. Cause I'm a big Luca fan. Right. And mm. they're just not playing good basketball. Um, mm. too many turnovers, too many, just bad, poor decisions. Just, I just, yeah. I, yeah, they, just they, look, with it. they look happier. Like I do feel like Rick Carlisle had kind of worn out his welcome with, with them, mm. But I just don't feel like Jason Kidd is going to put them in positions to succeed. I just it seems like such a such a disappointment in Dallas. I can't. I don't know how to call BS any there. Um, I, I think it's just it, I don't really want to because it, it just seems like it's too early. I mean, it's one game. You know, we can't overreact. Um, I know it's easy to and it's easy to go out there and say that. I mean, the Mavs shot the ball horribly. You know, it, it, and every team has games like that. So uh, the Mavs yeah. definitely had games like that last season. So I'm I'm still. TBD on on Jason Kidd and all that. Um, I do think that they do have some concerns they have to address. I do think they didn't get better, and we all knew that. And you know, when they come out, sh- you know, really struggling like this, it it just amplifies all that early take stuff. So, um, and speaking of that, let's talk about the Portland Trailblazers. <laughs> they, you know, they took their lumps too. Uh, you know, and, and arguably they didn't get better either. So, um, did you get to watch any of the Trailblazers game? Either of you guys? I, I didn't catch any of it. Uh, okay. I'm kind of curious how they use Nance. I saw that Lillard just had a terrible night. Mitchell probably – off night probably had something to do with that a little bit and just, 
you know, rust. But I, I didn't see it. I didn't want to go back and watch any of it because they cost me both of those parlays. So I was ma- mm. I was mad at the yeah. result after the fact. So I didn't want to go back and hate watch it. Yeah, I did. I forgot about that. That's true. Yeah, it's uh, you probably didn't have very much interest in that. Well, the Blazers were winning. Or not sorry, the Blazers. The Kings were winning by a lot for most of the game. And then Luke Walton almost tried to blow it by just having uh, just the worst lineups out there down the stretch. But uh, the Kings did hang on to win that one. Uh, but I think it was three points. So, uh, you know, it ended up being a, a good game down the stretch, I guess, quote unquote, good game. Uh, I don't know. A close game, we'll say. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't get, I didn't really watch Nance too closely, so I can't really answer that question for you. Obviously, like I said, a lot of season left. We're going to watch a lot of these teams a little bit more. Um, but hey, let's talk about something good here. Let's talk about the Warriors. I did watch some Warriors and I hope you guys did too. They are a good team, man. They are, they're looking great. Jordan Poole, that guy, nine day from last season. He's just, and we saw in the preseason, we were, you know, Sometimes you get these preseason blowouts and they don't they look good, but then you know the regular season rolls around. And it's like oh, he was just kind of hot for a little while. We see that a little bit with OG Odenobi, which we'll talk about in a minute, I think. But Jordan Poole, man, he looks like the real deal. What do you think, Brandon? Have you watched Jordan Poole out there? Oh yeah, I, I love me some Jordan Poole. He's uh, a great shooter, great catch and shoot. Uh, he's good uh, complimentary player to Steph that creates and uh, uh, is able to move the ball left to right down the court. So. Um, Jordan Poole is nice, um, but Steph Curry, man, that guy, oh, yeah. he, he's the real deal. Mm-hmm. If you ask me, he's probably the best player in the NBA right now as far as an entertainment standpoint, right? Mm-hmm. The guy just comes out every night, gets on fire, goes on ridiculous runs, and it's fun to watch. Yeah, um, you know, I, I always think of that uh, that office quote. You know, when it's like, uh, well, how's that office quote go? You know, I wish you knew the good times when you were in them or something like that. You know, uh, it's like you take this guy for granted sometimes because um, you just don't realize how, how amazing he can be until you're actually watching him. Uh, what do you have? 45 points and 10 rebounds in that last game. And he's had back to back 10 rebound games for a point. For a, uh, what is he? What is he like? Six foot tall. I, I mean, he's not he's not very tall. I know he's a little taller than that, but he's, he's not six, very tall. Sorry. Six three, yep. he had ten rebounds in back to back games. I mean that that's just crazy. And and the dude's you know getting up there in age. So uh, man, this guy and he just got a will to win. He just plays basketball the right way. He's a lot of fun to watch. The one thing I was concerned about with Steph Curry was how he's how he was going to adjust to the new rule changes. Um, I do do think he's still gonna uh, have some issues with that because I think he did have a habit um, in the NBA of just you know whenever you got below the free throw free throw line. Just go look for a body, throw yourself into it because you're six foot three, and that's kind of the right thing to do with the rules the way they were. So I think there's going to be adjustment period for period for him there, but obviously a 45 point game, I can't argue with that. Trey, what else did you see in that Warriors game? Jordan Poole, again, like we, I know you guys already mentioned him. He he's just a great compliment. Uh, Wiggins showed out, and he mm-hmm. he knocked down a lot of shots. He was really he was stepping into his shots, really confident in everything he was doing. Um, really decisive as soon as he as soon as he got the ball he was making a decision and doing something and it was just I I was a little low on the Warriors to start the season and Looney's been good Draymond's been excellent and they've just I I know it's just two games and but winning that first game with Steph playing as poorly as he did I think was it was a bigger deal than watching Steph go perfect in the first quarter because that's what Steph does. Like we know Steph's going to have those games, right? But seeing them beat the Lakers on opening night 
with oh, yeah. Steph shooting, I think it was like five for twenty-one. That that was much more impressive to me. And I think I think they might be the dark horse favorite in the West if things break right. Yeah, um, yeah, they they look really good right now. I mean, obviously, you know, we gotta let things play out. Um, you know, just a couple of games, so we don't want to be. Yeah, too, there was too a excited. big caveat there on yeah. the if things break, but it's just right now things are. It looks like they're maximizing their talent level this year, and if it keeps trending that way. When you have that much talent, Whew. I'll throw yeah I'll throw a couple and you did mention Draymond so I'll, I'll just say you know he he just looks healthy this year. Um, the last couple seasons, I mean he played 63 games last season, but there were stretches where he just didn't seem quite like the same player. Uh, and then the, the season before that, he only played 43 games. So it's one of those things where I think you know he's a little older and he just had a couple of seasons where his body was just kind of banged up. And now, um, I mean, he just looks like he's healthy and ready to go. Uh, I love the way, I love always love what he has to contribute to the game. But one other guy that I didn't know. Kind of a surprise to me, but we did have some people. I'm actually part of the Rotoballer uh, family now. I had some people over there telling me they were on him before the start of the season. Um, Bejalika, uh, and I hope I'm saying that correctly. Um, he didn't have a lot of contribution that second game, but that first game, he was really key in beating that Lakers um, team. And, you know, he was kind of playing more like a, a point forward role uh, where he was catching it, you know, off the roll and then and then distributing from there. Um, that guy came out. Of, I mean, he wasn't that great on the Kings. Uh, Poor man's Luka. Yeah, poor man Zuka, yeah. That's a good that's a pretty yeah. He won I mean he won MVP over in Europe. He it's that same kind of play style to me is what I what I see with it. And playing with a guy like Steph Curry, yeah. Uh when you have that kind of vision and you know that yeah, kind of natural playmaking instinct, like uh I think is it what what is it? Bielitsa or something? Yeah. I'm not I'm not I'm not sure. Yeah. I, think I think it's Bielitsa, I'm not sure, but to have that playmaking instinct that he has and to have Steph Curry running around drawing three guys the way he does, it's it's just a, it's more beautiful basketball. And the Warriors are known for the beautiful basketball, and it's just more of it, and it's just great to have it back in the NBA. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the T-Wolves. And, Brandon, I know uh, you talked a little bit about this after, after you appeared on the show. You were kind of yeah. bullshitting with me about how you didn't think the T-Wolves – were too good. I mean, they look great. They look great. I'm just going to come out and say it. They look great. Um, I can't call it BS on you because you're not saying it right now. Go ahead. Say something bad about the T-Wolves. I got my, I got my finger ready. <laughs> no, um, no, but they look hungry, man. Did they you listen hungry. to Jimmy? <laughs> Jimmy. Jimmy Butler said oh, these Jimmy. guys are lackadaisical. I'm out of here, uh, man. Oh, yeah. Well, Jimmy can go. He can go call Rachel. <laughs> uh no no it's uh they look great man and uh you know we're getting some vintage cat in there uh carl anthony towns he's been you know dealt with covid dealt with uh some mental issues the last few seasons uh he's he's just like Draymond green he has not been a complete it's been a little different because he's a younger guy but now he hasn't been a complete player the last few seasons in this season he just looks like he's getting after it. did you guys see that he's watching videos of a i think it's a gorilla killing another gorilla before his game as part of his pregame ritual what do you think I, about that i saw the, the whole quote is it's actually just gorilla fights uh, okay but it's <laughs> That's i don't know right that instead of it being a 10 out of 10 on the the what the hell scale yeah. it's just like an 8 out of 10 now right um, but whatever works if they're going to keep playing like they played to start the season yeah um and uh, Oh, I, I was I was trying to leave it open for Brandon so he could say something bad because I too have my hand on the button. Yeah, we're, we're just waiting. We're waiting. <laughs> um, I, I love, will I will say I will say you know Edwards was a surprise. I didn't think he was going to take that type oh, of leap. He's awesome. Man. He's he's uh, 
he's balling out. Um, Cat looks like he's having fun with his friend uh, Russell. So I might have been wrong. I might have been wrong, but I was not high on them this year. It is uh, what it is. You can, we, we're wrong sometimes too. Go ahead. Yeah. 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 So. Uh, no, what, what I love is. It, yeah, I love seeing uh, in in D'Angelo Russell, man. Um, you know, like you said, he's having a fun time playing with this guy. Russell had seven assists in about twenty-five ish minutes. Uh, and like you said, man, Ant Man's the real deal. Uh, not just the offense; he's also making an effort on the defensive end, which was something that you know people identified as a, as a hole in his game. And that's what the great players do, man. Remember, Derrick Rose came out and they said, "Yeah, this guy can't shoot threes." Uh, just like they said, Michael Jordan couldn't shoot threes. And what they do, they go out and they work on it. And they make it a, they take it from a weakness and they make it a strength. And uh, this kid's got that kind of drive, man. So I'm excited to see what he does in year two here. Um, I mean, I'm not going to say – I think uh, – here's my bold statement. I think he's going to get plenty of all-star votes. I don't know if he's going to make the team. I think he's going to be maybe on that cusp. Um, and that's that's kind of a bold statement because he's on a kind of a small market team. Um, but I don't think it's that bold. I think it's pretty – you guys can see it, right? What do you think about that, Trey? Oh, yeah. I I think he can definitely get some votes. The Is he a forward or a guard? I, I see him as more of a guard, but I, I don't know. With with the Who knows with the, with the NBA? Right. It's, it's just so stacked. The, the West is just so stacked is the problem with, yeah. with such top-tier guys. You've got – especially as a guard, you've got Steph, you've got Dame, just off the top – you know, those two just right off the top of my head. Um but I can definitely see him getting some awesome, especially with how likable he is. He's he's just yeah, he interviews such, well. <laughs> yeah, he interviews well. He's all over the media. He he's on uh, TikTok and it's you know all all of the all of the new things. Um, another guy I wanted to shout out in that first game, uh, Jaden McDaniels had two blocks and four steals. Yeah, he's going he's going to be a nightmare on those steals and blocks um, all season. So. Like uh, anyone who plays like those daily fantasy things, mm-hmm. if if there's not a lot of teams playing and you need you want to spend big money on the top tier guys, he McDaniel's is a great guy to throw in like towards the bottom, and he might make one or two three pointers and get you five combined steals and blocks, which those come in handy. Yeah, and I want I wanted to get a DFS pro on this uh, show actually, but they turned me down unfortunately. But that's okay. We'll try to get him on in a few weeks. We we got stuck with my brother Brandon, so uh, sucks for you guys out there listening to the show. Uh, but anyways, uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding, brother. I'm kidding, brother Brandon. Uh, but anyways, pro, no, we're both. Okay. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about over yeah, here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. But anyways, uh, Trey and I were both on the over for the Minnesota win totals, uh, 34.5. Um, obviously, a lot of season to go. Who knows what's going to happen? But I'm still I'm feeling pretty good about that one right now. Um, any other takeaways you had that you wanted to discuss here, Mr. Trey? Or um, I've got about four more, so I, I'm happy to roll on. <laughs> oh, you oh you go right ahead. All right, let's talk let's talk Pelicans real quick. Pelicans are awful. We watched them tonight, um, and I had this note down before even we watched the Bulls game. I I knew that it was going to be. Um, I did think it was gonna. I did think it was going to be a blowout, but I did not put any real life money on it. Uh, aside from that parlay I put, of course. But, uh, but anyways, they, they're just. Here's what I think happened. They were really banking on having Zion Williamson as their basically point forward, and they put some guys around him like you know Devonte Graham for shooters and, and just no one that can really create offense besides Zion. So there's just no one that can initiate that offense. And Brandon Ingram, bless his heart, he's great. Um, he's just not that guy. He can't be that dude. We saw that tonight. Um, I'll actually pull up that box for what you guys are talking, but uh, what do you guys think about the Pelicans? Thoughts on the Pelicans, Brandon? What do you got? Uh, they're going to struggle for a little bit. Um, they just they traded everybody in the offseason. They hired a new coach. Um, they're just having – I feel like they're just having a tough time. 
identifying who they are right now because, you know, Zion's not there, new coach, new team, basically, from top to bottom. Um, They just got to figure it out, and it's going to take some time. Um, But I do like Devontae Graham. He's a, he's a nice player. Um, Zion, he'll be fine when he gets back. Just He's just got to stop being, getting injured. Mm-hmm. And uh, they he's just got to wait. Yeah, they just <laughs> got to figure out. He's had too much of that New Orleans good cooking, man. Some good food down there. They just got to they, – they need some time. They'll be fine, though. And I, and I man, they, don't, they don't need time. They need a playmaker. Yeah. yeah. They, that, that, you were, uh, Keith, you were 100% right. They just, they have no one doing anything on offense for them other than just, it was ugly. It was just really not. You guys, yeah, you guys need to watch this in, in action because actually, look, if you just look at the box, and this is where box scores lie. So we, we have a segment, stats don't lie, question mark, because it's true, stats can lie. But, but Brandon Ingram shot 10 for 20, 50% from the field. He got 26 points. He had eight, eight assists, eight rebounds, almost a triple double. Yeah, you're think you're sitting there thinking this guy had a, a freaking game. But if we're watching it in real time, it, you know, it, it just seemed like he was getting, you know, it, he was scoring, but it didn't seem the, like he the was Bulls good. were up by 15 to 20 before he yeah. got his first points. I, right. Ingram didn't score until like midway through the second quarter, or maybe a little bit further in. And Zach was the same way. Neither one of them scored, mm, yes. but the bull the Bulls were the team that that took the lead. So. Sorry, Ingram. <laughs> and then no, and then you've got Jonas Valanciunas, you know, uh, eight for eleven. He shot seventy-three percent from the field, eighteen points, you know. And then you've got Devontae Graham. You were just talking about Brandon. He was six for eleven from behind the arc. That dude was killing it from from deep. He he kept them in it and almost you know got him back in it. Uh, it was like the end of the third into into the beginning of the fourth. They were kind of making a little run there. Got I don't know how many of those so. six hit the rim. Yeah, it, it seemed was, like every time he shot the ball and he made yeah. it. It went just straight through. It was just such a such a beautiful shot. It was, and I'm a little pissed because that, that killed my. I had the under in that in that total game total. So, but that's okay. Mr. Devontae Graham had himself a game, and uh, and I'm happy to see it. But yeah, man, they're gonna struggle. Uh, once they get Zion back, I think it'll be marginally better. I don't know. Even with Zion, I, I think I had them uh, in the play-in maybe, or or just missing the play-in. Uh, I believe. So I never was really that high on them to begin with. I think they're going to be marginally better when he does get back, though. So uh, we'll see how it turns out. But, yeah, let's talk about um, – we did talk a little about about OG to start uh, in the last segment. But, man, tonight he shot four for 18 and killed one of my prop bets where I had him over 17.5 points. Uh, in the first game he shot terribly, too. I just I, – I have to go back and watch some of these highlights because I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's different between – the preseason and the regular season, because he was just killing it in the preseason. Everyone was high on him, especially in fantasy. Have you guys watched any anything, any OG Ananobi? Any thoughts there? Brandon, what do you got? Watching Raptors? I watched, yeah, I did. I watched uh-huh. a little Raptors. Um, I'm I've never been too high on OG. Um, I thought he was overhyped, to be honest with you. Um, did you did you watch the game tonight or was it? No, I didn't catch the game tonight. Okay. No, I did not. Um, but. Um, I did catch the first game when they got blown out by the T-Wolves. Mm-hmm. Here we go again. The T-Wolves screwing me over. <laughs> but uh, I he he had one good, like, the bubble, the play-in, right? Everyone started talking about him. Oh, he hit the three in the corner. Oh, he's so good. I just, I don't think he's that that guy. Mm-hmm. And you don't have Pascal there right now, the, mm-hmm. the playmaker. You don't have Kyle Lowry there anymore. Mm-hmm. It's just, I think he just... He's trying to force it, and I don't think he's that guy for that. 
Yeah, so four for 18 tonight. He shot three for 17 in their first game, and um, that's just ugly, man. That's and he's tanking all my all my fantasy teams. So screw this guy. Um, he does put up stats in other in other categories. Um, you know, I'll have to I'll have to catch some of the, the highlights though and see exactly what's going on with this guy that he's missing all these shots. I don't know if he's taking shots late in the clock or something, but um, it just seems like he's missing his opportunities. So he he did have. Uh... A, a significantly higher usage rate in that first game than he has in his entire career. It was all the way up to 24%. Last year was as high of 18%. So um, I think brother Brandon is probably right. OG was uh, forced, probably looking to take some opportunities that normally he uh, isn't used to taking or isn't maybe a workload that he's not uh, equipped to handle yet. Like it just, uh, the NBA is a rough league. Yeah. No doubt. Well, hopefully we'll turn it around, though, here. But, Brandon, speaking of Mr. Brother Brandon here, do you want to play seven seconds or less with us? Let's do it. <laughs> All right. So, guys, seven seconds or less in this segment, we're going to ask Mr. Brother Brandon here 20 questions. And uh, Trey and I already answered these questions before the season began. Brandon has a little bit of an advantage here because he's been able to see a few games. But, obviously, you can't get a whole lot of information from a few games. But um, very just simple questions. You're going to have seven seconds to answer each one. Just give us your gut feeling. Are you ready? Uh, one, two, three. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> okay. All right. Who leads the league in scoring? Uh, Steph. All right. Who leads the league in rebounds? Uh, Rudy Gobert. Okay. Who leads the league in blocks? Uh, Clint Capella. Okay. Which rookie scores the most points among rookies? <laughs> Chris Duarte. Okay. Nice. Who, uh, which, who's the rookie everyone is sleeping on that has a good season? Uh, Scotty Barnes. Good. Who's the rookie in the lottery that turns out to be a bust? Jalen Suggs. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, which team leads the league in scoring by the end of the season? Uh, the Nets. Which team has the most rebounds? Um, Atlanta. All right. Which team gets the most blocks? Uh, Atlanta. <laughs> oh, we got ourselves a BS. What, what do you got there, Mr. Trey? I'm going to take the Pacers in this one. I'm I'm proposing a BS call that the Pacers have more blocks at the end of the regular season than the Rockets. Or wait, isn't that who he said? In the, in the Hawks, sorry. I had right. Capella on the mind is what it was. All right, so that's what we got there. We got uh, Mr. Trey's yeah, going to have the Pacers, and uh, and Brandon's going to have the Hawks for the most blocks between those two teams. So we'll have to keep track of that one. We'll go totals. Uh, I guess it doesn't matter. They're going to play two games each, so we can go totals or per game. But we'll see which one ends up with the most. Anyways, let's resume. You ready, Brandon? Yep. All right, which team leads the league in pace by the end of the season? Uh... Three, two, one. Got feeling. What do you got? Golden State. All right. Good answer. Which team ends at the top in defensive rating? Lakers. Uh, best record in the Western Conference before the break, before the All-Star break? Uh, Golden State. <laughs> hey. I'm going to use my BS on you here. Uh, let All me right. see. I can't even remember who I said for this one. That's embarrassing. <laughs> I think I said Utah. I'm going to go Utah. So 
Utah is going to have a better record than Golden State by the by the before the break. I like that, but Steph is a beast, so he is. Uh, either way, it can go either way. All right, we've used our BSs. Here we go. Um, which ooh, who's going to have the best record in the Eastern Conference before the break? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, I'll say the Bulls, man. Oh, I already used my BS. And so did... <laughs> All right, which head coach is first to be fired this season? Oh, uh, I don't think any coaches will be fired this season. Oh, got a little off grid there. I like it. Yeah. No coaches fired. All right, that's that's pretty bold. Uh, okay. Um, do any of the top 50 players in the NBA play 82 games this season? Yes or no? Yes. Okay. Uh, it was only one last season, I think that was, Trey, right? Mr. Uh, Jokic? Anyways, okay. which bench player leads all bench players in scoring? Oh, geez. That's that's going deep into the to the <laughs> mind, you know what I'm saying? Um, which bench player? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't remember who I picked for this one either. I'm, my gut says Clarkson, but I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, that's that's yeah. I would I I would I would go with Clarkson too. All right, you got bailed out there. All right, final yeah, four I did. teams. Final four teams. So the, te- the two four teams are going to make it to the co- conference finals. Uh, Golden State, mm-hmm. Lakers, okay. Nets, and uh, Milwaukee. Okay. And then who wins a championship? You know what? I want to – can I restate the last one? Go ahead. I don't think the Lakers are going to make it. I think it's going to be Golden State. Golden so State. So I think it's – yeah, Golden State Sick versus – Yeah, Golden State. Yeah, the Golden St- the uh, wait. Now we're doing 24 seconds less. Come on, man. Hurry I up. I did four. I did four. I did four <laughs> no, you of them, said right? Golden, You said Golden State, Lakers, Nets, and Bucks. So you took out the Lakers. Who are you, who are you putting in for the Lakers? I was putting in Golden State for the Lakers. You said them already, you dummy. <laughs> oh, who else? Give me, give me one other Western Conference okay. team. Okay, okay. Give me one uh, other Western Then, yeah, Golden State, Lakers. Golden State, right. Lakers, Nets, who Bucks. Who yep, yep, yep. uh, oh, Golden okay. State. Golden right. State. Golden State. Oh, my goodness. Wish I had my PS now. No, okay, that's good, man. No, no, good answers. I liked your answer. Um, I like your answer with Steph leading the league in scoring. I don't think either Trey or myself used Steph. I don't, I don't think so. Maybe one of us did. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna go back and listen to our answers here. I'm gonna put them side by side and see. We'll play with this with a few other people too before we get too deep into the season and see uh, see who can wind up on top. Um, but no, I like uh, I like Gobert for rebounds. That makes a lot of sense. I blocks with Capella. I think actually all three of us had Capella for blocks. Uh, maybe. Uh, no, I might have had Chris Boucher. I don't. I don't know. I'll have to look. Uh, I really like Duarte uh, with rookies with the most uh, scoring, most points. He looks NBA ready. Uh, that's one guy we didn't touch on. What do you think about Duarte, Mr. Trey? Have you seen any of them? Yeah, he he looks uh, just exceptional. I I was on a podcast with a guy who covers the Hornets, and the thing that really stuck out to me when he was talking about Duarte is he talked. He said when Duarte shot the ball, he was scared. Mm-hmm. And I like, I felt that anytime he shot the ball, whether it was a catch and shoot, uh, st- he had a couple one dribble step backs. It felt like it was going in. He, you said it exactly right. He's just an NBA ready player. But not only is he NBA ready, he's like NBA ready to excel. Like he's already, I think, an above average NBA player with a great, 
with great shot selection and just he's going to be the big bright spot on that team that I don't think is going anywhere fast. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, it's a, it's going to be a great season for him. I, I actually scooped up in a few dynasty leagues, which I'm really, where I'm trying to win now because in dynasty, you can either build for the future basically or, or win now. And I'm, I'm trying to win now. So I'm really excited because he's young and I think he's going to be able to contribute for the next, you know, whatever, eight, nine, 10 years. So uh, good, good, good choice on my part. But uh, that was a good answer, Brandon. You had some pretty good answers there, buddy. Uh, but I don't know about, um, I don't know about your uh, Golden State Warriors for the championship pick, man. Uh, uh, Why not? Uh, I mean, they could. They very well could. I don't. I don't hate it, especially if Clay, if Clay comes back and Clay is is angry. Clay, who's mad he's not on the top seventy five list, like we've been seeing. Like crazier right. things have happened. Yeah. You got Jordan Poole as sixth man of the year. Yeah, uh, he struggled in the last one. I don't know. I think he's going to have his bumps, but we'll we'll see. We'll come back to it. Uh, but anyways, let's uh, let's give our let's give our uh, our listeners here a few uh, BSBP locks, guys. Let's give them some locks for the games for tomorrow. That's 10:22 for the Saturday games. I know we're pretty early and we grabbed some early lines here. So guys, if you're listening out there, I'm sure these lines have shifted by the time you're listening. So so just be wary of that. Um, but uh, I'll let you go first, Trey. Um, what locks do you have? Any any props? Any parlays? Any game lines? What do you like out there? Well, mine's going to be really easy to deal with the lines because I wasn't sure about the line situation. So I just ended up just doing a – I was going to do a two-team money line parlay just to win. I have the Hawks beating the Cavaliers. It's The Cavs played tonight. It's the second night of a back-to-back. I think the Hawks are better anyway. And it's the same exact situation with the Timberwolves and the Pelicans. I think the Timberwolves are going to beat the Pelicans. Uh, the Pelicans, second night of a back-to-back. Timberwolves are fresh. But after seeing how well the Bulls played tonight, I'm going to make it a three-team money line parlay. I'm going to include the Bulls beating the Pistons. So I'm not sure what those odds are yet. It won't let let me put it in, so I'm going to check it in the morning and see what it lets me do. But that's going to be my BSBP lock is a three-team money line parlay. Hawks, Wolves, and Bulls money line parlay. I like it. I like it. Um, yeah, actually, and I'm going to write off that. I've actually got uh, a lock here with the Wolves at minus six. Uh, that's a current um, uh, a spread over there. And that's that's from Bet Online. So it's Bet Online is the sports book. Uh, Wolves minus six over Pelicans. And like you said, the Pels are in Chicago, and then they have to go travel overnight to Minnesota. It's not that far to travel. But it's back-to-back road games. And, guys, the Pels just suck ass. I mean, there's no way around it. Without Zion Williamson to run that offense, uh, they're just not good. They're just not good. And the, the Timberwolves have looked great so far. Um, I love the Wolves' chances. I love, um, you know, currently Towns, I think, is going to eat down low against Jonas Valanciunas. I don't think Jonas is the most solid defender. He doesn't have the quickest feet. Um, you know, I think that uh, they're just going to struggle to to guard this. This, I mean, it's an offensive power, powerhouse, I think, in the Wolves, if you really look at it with D'Angelo Russell and, and Carlton Towns. Um and Anthony Edwards. So uh, I've got I've got Wolves minus six over Pelicans. My other lock is going to be Suns plus two. This is on bet online also. Suns plus two. Um, who are they playing? That's a good question, Keith. Come on, Trailblazers. Trailblazers. So, yeah, Suns plus two <laughs> against the Trailblazers. Uh, and it is a back-to-back road game also for the Suns, which I know is, is contradictory and contradicts my other play. But I looked at last season. They were actually four and seven in back-to-back road games, and they actually covered the spread in five out of seven of those games. So four four for seven, they won the game. 
Five out of seven, they covered a plus two spread. Uh, they beat up on the uh, Blazers last year th- three times. Every, every single time they beat the Bla- they met the Blazers, they beat them last year. And the Blazers honestly probably got worse, if anything, over the offseason. They didn't get better. I know that much. It didn't get better. Um, I don't know if the Suns necessarily got better, but the Suns are deep. They're built for the regular season. They're they're really good. Um, but, yeah, just to kind of briefly run through those lines from last season on back-to-back, and these are back-to-back, strictly back-to-back road games. There were a lot of them, and we had a good – um, it was kind of an advantage last season because we had such a truncated schedule that there were a lot of back-to-back games. So there's a lot of information out there. And the, the Suns pretty much maintained their whole their whole group. But they uh, won against Denver by three points, won against the Pacers by eight points, won against the uh, uh, Grizzlies by 31 points, lost to the Magic by one point, lost to the uh, Celtics by 13 points, uh, won against the Knicks by eight points, and they lost to the Hawks by 32 points. So, um you know, again, they're, they're not bad in those back-to-back on-the-road situations. They're just a deep team, even if one of those guys sits, like like a Chris Paul or something like that. You've got Cameron Payne that can jump in there. You've got just you, you've got a lot of weapons on that team. So I'm not worried about it. DeAndre Ayton's just a man possessed right now because he's he's pissed off. Oh, guys, we didn't even touch on the uh, on the Suns and that big bombshell that dropped today. Did you guys see that? The I saw it. I'm just I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop before I, yeah. before I'm gonna say anything because. With what information we have, we know something's coming, but we don't quite know what. Um, and Robert Sarver is his name. Robert Sarver is the what is he? The owner. Um, he was supposedly dropping you know racist, sexist comments, and there's multiple instances incidents. And there was an ESPN reporter that said that they were going to um, basically drop a, a report soon about. Uh, here we go. Here's the here's Jordan Schultz uh, on Twitter, so you can follow him on Twitter, Jordan Schultz. Breaking, the NBA is preparing for a massive story accusing Suns owner Robert Sarver of racism, sexism, and sexual harassment. In a series of incidents, sources say, with enough evidence to support such claims, there's a real chance the league would forcibly remove Sarver. So did you catch any of that, Brandon? Did you uh, happen to see that? No, I did not. But mm-hmm. that's that's not good for anything <sighs> that's been going on lately. So no, that's yeah. that's that's upsetting to hear about. So. Yeah, it is. And, you know, I mean, like you said, like uh, Trey said, we have to look to see what happens. Jordan Schultz, or no, sorry, Jordan, not Jordan Schultz, Robert Sarver, the guy who's accused, did come out with a statement. And he said, hey, this is totally false. Um, I don't know where it's coming from. So, you know, we have to we have to wait and see what the details are. Obviously, don't judge until you know all the details. Um, but I know, uh, you know, this is just not not a good look for the Suns. But anyways, I still think they're going to cover that plus two spread. Brandon, did you have any plays for us for tomorrow's games? Yeah, actually I do. Um, mm-hmm. they're giving Detroit nine points tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Detroit hasn't played since Wednesday, and the only team they've played is the Bulls. Okay, mm-hmm. so they've had two days to make adjustments. Um, only think about the Bulls, and I think I'm interested on in giving them the plus nine. I don't think they'll win the game, but mm-hmm. if uh, sportsbooks want to give me nine points, I'm gonna take it on a Bulls back-to-back night. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm I'm honestly going to go over, which is uh, 213 and a half in that game, too. Mm-hmm. And then my third pick would be I'm taking Memphis to knock off uh, the Clippers tomorrow, too. OK, because so money, money line on the Memphis Grizzlies, money line on the Memphis Grizzlies or Clippers. Yep. OK, Wait, um, money line on the Clippers or on the Grizzlies? No, in that game, I'm taking the Memphis Grizzlies in that game. Okay. Yeah. OK, Um, I think. uh I think the Clippers are going to have a tough time with John Morant because they just showed that they had a tough time with uh, Steph Curry. Um, I think they have a really tough time uh, guarding quick guards. So 
I'm going to take Memphis to upset them tomorrow. Cool. I got you on that, man. And did you happen to find any uh, odds in the money line yet or no? Because I'm not seeing it right here just yet. Uh, Odds. um, The Grizzlies are plus 140. Oh, really? Okay. Plus 140. Perfect. Oh, yeah. I see them right here. There they are. Plus 140. Cool. So plus 140 for the Grizzlies. You're putting a unit on that to win. And then you said um, you've got the Pistons plus nine against the Bulls. And that's going to be a minus 110. So you're going to do 1.1 to win one unit. And then you said you're taking the under or the over in that game. I'm sorry. You said 13 and a half. Yeah. And that's going to be minus 110 odds also. So 1.1 to win one there. So good. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. Awesome, man. Well, that's it, guys. That is going to do it for us. That's our weekend show. I hope you liked it. You know, we're going to get some more guests on for you guys. Uh, you know, we don't have to listen to my brother anymore. You'll be happy. Um, but, no, we'll, we'll get some other guys on. Brandon, brother Brandon, thanks for coming on the show, man. I, we appreciate you. Uh, we hope we can have you on again, man. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll start a segment where we call you. Get, get a brother Brandon segment going and get your input. What do you think about that? I love it, man. Well, whatever <laughs> we're talking about basketball, that's where I like to be. So. Give me yeah. a call anytime, anywhere. I'm gonna give you a call, and every time I'm gonna I'm gonna read out that Manscaped uh, ad read. How's that sound? Is that good for you? You like that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, you know, Trey and I had a little side bet off the air here that you were gonna la- crack up and laugh during that, and I didn't get you to laugh. So obviously, it's a, dude. It's not, it's I not was, a talk. You were so close. I was, so, I, was, right. I was working. I was working. I I'll just to, I didn't do it. I'll have to up my game next time. Uh, Anyways, if you're out there listening, guys, take two minutes, pop in the reviews and leave us some notes. If you liked it, if you hated it, we want to know if it doesn't, if it, it doesn't take long and it helps us a ton guys. Thanks to Hoopball for hosting our show and helping us get up, get it off the ground. Thanks to Manscaped and MyBookie for sponsoring. Uh, Manscaped is what Brandon uses all the time. He loves it. He loves your products. He's all over it, all over the pube trimmer. Uh, I'm Keith Cork. You can find me at, at BSBP Keith. That's at, at BSBP Keith on Twitter. Trey, why don't you tell the good people where they can find you? I'm at Final Finally. And uh, I know my brother Brandon is not on uh, social media. We'll have to start. Well, I'm going to start. I'm going to start a, a brother Brandon Twitter account. I'm just going to just <laughs> troll you and, and put terrible things up there. Uh, but anyways, no, guys, follow our show account, Twitter account at, at BSBP underscore NBA. And let's get some better picks out there uh, than we had last time. and Just help some people win some credit. Good luck, everybody. Peace.